welcome to this week's edition of the Mastermind Meeting. We are currently filming this on June the 12th of 2020. And with us today is myself, um, the, uh, here in Maryville, Tennessee, outside of Knoxville. And the uh, regional organizer for this area is Matt Holker. Hi, everybody. And Art Don in the Washington, D.C., Virginia area. Hey, everyone. And... Tyrone Talbot, Talbert in what's Los Colton, California, and wherever else that's local to that. Um, uh, towards he can get to LA, and if you're in LA, you can get to him. Unless there's traffic on the whatever highways, all those highways are. Okay, the uh, and then Harry Leg in Verona, New Jersey, outside of New York City. Hello, hello, hello. And Chris Walsh in Maine, I'm going to let him tell you what town or towns. Yep, I'm in. Ooh, that didn't come through. Try that again. Chris, Chris is in Hollowell, Maine. Yes. My, my Wi-Fi is a little weak. I don't think it's making it to Maine. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right. Did I, leave uh, anybody, did I leave anybody out here that's on the call? Okay, good deal. All right, welcome guys. Uh, before we continue, we'll do a quick word from our sponsor. And the uh, for what we're gonna be talking about today, if you want more in this regard, I would talk to you about, I wanna talk to you about the seven insane ways to increase your power. Um, and uh, Matt, do we have a, a physical address for that that's simple? I don't think so yet. Okay, and so he'll get with you on that here, here in a bit. Um, and then the keys to internal power, and the keys to internal power simple address is? That, that is internalpowerkeys.com. Internalpowerkeys.com. All right, so what we're going to talk about here is the role that physical exercise plays in your overall health as an internal arts practitioner in other words you as an internal arts practitioner should you exercise or not and that's a lot of there are teachers out there that put across the idea that oh you don't want any physical exercise only soft internal and then people end up uh unhealthy over it and or wondering what am i missing in my internal practice or should i be working out externally too and so we're going to talk to that in some depth and so let me let me first talk about how to live to be old and healthy old and healthy what it requires now if you've got really super bad genetics and or you've got um and or you've got something else that's just you know um a health situation that comes due to some kind of a lifestyle thing that you had or um you know Anyways, you get the idea. There are factors here that are beyond control, but then there are a bunch that are within your control. And so how to live to be old and healthy, everything else being equal, what it requires. It requires nutrition, good, healthy food, not, a bun not, not, not junk. That doesn't mean you can't have a little something every now and then, but, but the goal being to keep the junk food to an extreme minimum. Hydration, water, you know, when you drink, you should be drinking water and and water is what you should be having to drink and ideally the average for the average person is about um, eight eight ounce glasses a day 
so 64 ounces and that would be that would be just baseline um that kind of thing exercise and i'm talking about push-ups and sit-ups and squats and running around and that kind of stuff okay stretching range of motion not all bent up and all all chair cushioned or or couch you know couch body um being bent up causes a lot of physical and mental tension good breathing having excellent o2 levels and everybody is much more hyper aware of that now due to the coronavirus of course posture really good posture which is what i was talking about a minute ago a calm mind a calm relaxed and strong body a calm spirit and the, and the point being that in the long term, if you don't have a calm mind, calm body, calm spirit, that the that you begin to have places where stress and bad stress and health and ill health has a place to kind of creep into your life because of it. Um, your social interaction, which I'm getting this from the blue zones, where they're talking about one of the things they have in common is that there's a lot of social interaction. Uh, among the people who live in these blue zones in a way that they don't see a lot of other places. All right, for your best breath power, breathe before you move. Most people, they go out and they run and they run out of air and then they start breathing. <sighs> if you want to do it, and, they, and then a lot of people are of the thought that, well, but if I'm running, I'm going to get winded and then I'll be doing that. And the reality is, is that what that winding is, is your body trying to get enough air in to compensate for the exertion you put out. If you will breathe first, you can do it where you don't have the, you know, this thing, and that you are able to go a lot further and a lot longer and all those kind of things. And you do need to train that a bit, but it's also breathe first. So if I'm going to run and then I run, still continuing to breathe like that, so that I'm getting in all the oxygen that I need and making sure I've got good exchange before I would ever do anything that would require the kind of exertion where your body starts requiring air. And then I step up my breath like that. And then after I come out, I ease it down. And so I'm physically kind of mentally controlling that, but I'm also not forcing my body into a deficit where it will require it. Anyways, anytime you're gonna do anything with strength, um, the same thing applies. It's not grab it full and then you breathe. That's, that's you're really not going to connect the breath to that, to what you need for power under those circumstances. It's that you breathe and then you pick up the thing and like that. And so you breathe first. For better breath, breathe out all the way first and then breathe in. So the way to start is a lot of people start by trying to breathe in and breathing out and try that for a moment and see how much air you normally take in versus out. Go ahead and do that. And then switch that up. So I want you to breathe out everything you can first. Then breathe in. And what you should see is that your breath in on that's gonna be two to three times what your breath in was when you started with the breath in. And so it's out, in, like that, instead of in, out. 
not sure why it, why it's easier to do it in this way that's the reverse of what most people would think of doing, but it is a lot stronger, better, easier to do breathe out first. All right. Uh, like I said, if you want other kinds of methods for increasing your power, get the seven insane ways to increase your power. And then uh, for internal power, we've got the keys to internal power, which are internalpowerkeys.com. That's right, internalpowerkeys.com. Yep. Internalpowerkeys.com. Okay. And um, there are internal arts and Tai Chi practitioners who say, don't do physical exercise. None, I've had a bunch of teachers over the age of 70, not a single one has ever said that. They do not say don't physical exercise, the ones who are over 70 years old and doing well. They all have said physical exercise is essential for health and well-being. The reason why my teachers say to exercise is because to be healthy and strong, you need bone density and muscle mass. It's very hard to build bone density and muscle mass after the age of 50. And the older you get, the harder it is. And if you're not doing anything, thinking, okay, I'm standing in Wuchi, I'm doing some internal things, um, even if it's a bunch of internal things, and if that somehow is then working on the physicality like that, to just stand there and do that or do your Tai Chi form or whatever, uh, it's just not nearly enough. There are really great things that come from the internal practice and all of that and aspects of health that come from that both the relaxation and the toning you know, in a certain kind of way through the body and that calming of the mind and that calming and regulation of the spirit and the breath and other very important things. But in terms of just having physical uh, bone density and muscle mass, um, the internal isn't designed to do that so much. Um, it's not its primary thing. Uh, doesn't mean you won't get some benefit out of it, but you know, see a lot of old, older guys, oh, I'm the master of internal whatever. And then they go to do like something that you can tell requires a push-up, and they can't. And it's like, okay, like how, you know, anyways, you get the idea. So why do, this, do a bunch of teachers out there say not to physically exercise? If you're working on getting better and more relaxation at an internal level, then you may want and need to focus in on just specifically that for a brief period of time. And when I'm telling you a brief period, I'm talking about not more than a couple months where you've done it in isolation. You'll do it long term, but where you're just doing that, if you're doing that past even, even a month, six weeks, um, you need to get some instruction because at the base level and to get your body to understand what that is, it won't take longer than that. And then you're going to continually improve it from then on. But then you can get back to where you're exercising again. And then, and then I'm only going to suggest to you that somebody would hold off exercising like that for the couple months when they're younger. If you're older, you're just going to have to regulate the whole thing so that your exercise that you're doing is at a reduced capacity, still happening, but less, and that you're able, so that you're not adding in tension to the system and or that kind of thing and that you are working on the relaxation. And as soon as you get far enough along in the relaxation, ideally a teacher can tell you um, or give you markers for that, then you would go back to exercising while you still spend time working on the relaxation too. Um, and so it doesn't mean when you're doing that, that you don't exercise. You do, even during a couple months, you do exercise. It just means that you won't push or strain on that exercise uh, and, and try to, you won't try to increase or get more 
while you're working on the deeper feeling and relaxation training. That way you're not getting in your own way with tension in the body. But as soon as you've got a decent enough relaxation going on, and that's and it's pretty quickly, um, you know, at a base level, then you're going back to doing the exercising too. Um, and that gets left out a lot. I think a lot of times people look for the sound bites and to come off as a master. So don't don't do physical exercise. Oh, you only need the internal, and that's cute, but it harms people when they don't realize that there's a whole lot there that's not being said on purpose because then they follow what they heard, what they think they heard or what they heard, what was actually said. And it's not really correct. Um, it's very common for practices, but also it's very common for practices that are meant to help in certain aspects of training to become misunderstood and taught as gospel for what you're supposed to do all the time, instead of being treated as the temporary thing to do um, or, you know, as the chaining wheels that that particular statement or thing is like, there's one where the head's supposed to be kept level in Tai Chi and they put this across as a rule and you don't go up or down at all. And there's a level of training where ideally you're doing that for a while to get a certain kind of internal aspects going on and to get some calmness in the body in certain kinds of ways and some stability and some internal movement of certain kinds. But in the long term, your body is 360, 360 degrees, three-dimensional, in motion, and up, down, forward, backward, side, you know, in every direction. And you wouldn't be doing that. And so what's happened is a lot of people put across this idea that the head's supposed to be level as gospel for all the time. And that's not even close to accurate. It's a training method for a brief period of time to help beginners get through a certain stage of development. And once they've got that, you should be able to, anytime you wanted to do it that way, you should be able to do it. But it is not the normal way that you would be doing it to do the art. All right. And now a word from our sponsor. What is internal power? Most people only understand external exerting power, which is another way of saying tense muscle strength. Bigger, more tense muscles equal more power. That's external power. Internal power comes from pretty much anything except tensing your muscles. There are many sources of internal power and tapping into them is more of a mind skill than anything else. This is where the phrase mind over matter comes from. My name is Richard Clear and internal power is what I do. Students come to me for the mind over muscle secrets of internal power that are hard to find anywhere else. Over the past 40 years, I figured out how to get students on the fast track to effortless power. I created a one-of-a-kind online program that is getting such amazing results for my students that I put a money-back guarantee on it. Find out more at internalpowerkeys.com. That's internalpowerkeys.com. Thank you. The benefits of regular exercise, regular physical exercise, are body strength. Okay. Endurance, cardio, heart health, reducing the risk of heart disease. Keeps you, keeps you so that you're not, you know, so that you have less fat, keeps the fat down. Muscles burn more calories than fat. It's good for the mind also, detoxing, um, that kind of thing. And also when you're, fit, when you're feeling 
good from exercise. The mental outlook tends to be better. This is proven in, study, in health studies that have been done. Your mood and outlook tend to be better, like, like, like percentagely, a, a significant percentage better. The uh, exercise like this helps your body manage blood sugar and insulin levels. And I don't mean just for diabetics. I mean, this is everybody because everybody's got, uh, you know, the insulin doesn't stay steady. You eat a bunch of sugar, it's going to go up, even though the insulin's going to release and it's going to kick back in. Uh, you do a lot of exercise and you haven't eaten, the blood sugar is going to tend to drop low. And so everybody's body manages the blood sugar and insulin levels and regular physical exercises uh, on a on a daily basis helps you to do this. It also helps you to build more physical energy. It also helps you to relax and sleep better at night that you've had that exercise. All right. So, like I said, uh, word from our sponsor: seven insane ways to increase your power, uh, and we have that on our website at the uh, when you go to the store. Did we have an address for that? I, I don't think we have an address for that one, Stephen. Oh, okay. And then the keys to internal power, uh, which are internalpowerkeys.com. All right. The benefits of regular exercise for internal arts practitioners um, are the same as everything I listed above. Um, and then I'm going to give you some, some information that comes from my teacher, Uncle Bill. Um, and he is a very high level internal player, uh, is top of the food chain in terms of what other senior teachers have said about him. And he is still very capable, physically capable at the age of 84. He can still fight like really well. Uncle says the art is internal and external. If your internal is great, it will show externally. I've also been with him on multiple, multiple occasions where he physically exercises constantly, like all the time. The, uh, um, I've got here Master Ma when he was in the park at the age of 93, tossing people around. And you can see pictures from him when he's in his 60s. And all that. Now, he was a Tai Chi master from the time he was about 25 on. And, and he, you know, he came up with that and was married to Wu Yinhua, which was the Wu lineage holders, um, Wu lineage holder when she was alive and her dad and grandfather were, were both already gone. And you can tell he's had physicality as well as having the internal uh, for Master Ma. Like I said, in the video where he's 93 years old, tossing people around. Anyways. For my personal story, at the age of 50, I started noticing a difference in my physical strength. I was doing a lot of internal. I was doing a little bit of external stuff in terms of exercise, but not a lot. And when I noticed the difference in my physical strength and that it was literally waning, I was losing something. I could feel it. I could tell. Uh, and that I was doing things that, that reminded me of, oh, man, this is what people get like when they get old. And so I started seriously exercising more. And that includes, I went from where I could not do one full pull-up without injuring myself, right? And, and basically um, had to really like, ah, and struggle and all of that. And was lucky to be able to pull out like one and really couldn't do a good one. The, uh, and so I went from that to being able to do over a dozen pull-ups and I go from full arm reach, arms up over my up arms where I can look, and I'm looking at the inside of my elbow. I'm hanging low, 
to all the way up to where I touch the bar to my chest and back down. And I can do, um, and anyways, I got up to where I could do over a dozen of those. Um, and then at the age of 52 in January, I turned 53 in February, I broke my back in four places. And fortunately, because of the internal work and to the, to the degree that I was doing the external exercises to help with that, I suffered no disc damage. Four cracks in vertebrae, but the discs were fine. Six months later, I competed in the unlimited heavyweight national push-ins championships with the average weight being about 300 pounds uh, and over. I weighed 202 pounds. Barely two pounds, three pounds less, I wouldn't even have been allowed in the category. Today, my internal and external continually improve, getting better and better. And today I weigh, I weighed at that time uh, 202 pounds, like I said. Today I weigh 192 pounds. Every day I do external training, which, would, which involves uh, both the pull-ups. And I normally will do 10 in one sitting and then give it a minute and then do six, uh, somewhere between four, five, and 10 more. And then I do uh, push-ups, uh, fingertip push-ups, full, um, usually about 20 to 25, 26 of those. And then um, other kinds of push-ups, um, anywhere from 10 to 20 of those. The, uh, and then I do, um, and then I do, uh, 30 rapid squats, like, like rapid, like boom, 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 quick. And I use a, a form that goes up and down in a way that does this, um, that was taught that for one of the forms taught to me by uncle Bill. And when you go through it, you've done about 30 squats in the space of, I don't know, 10, 20, 30, most 30 seconds. Like it's quick. Boom, 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 boom. Okay. And then walking with a goal of hitting 10,000 steps a day. So that's that part. Every day I do internal training, including but not limited to Wu Chi and Three Dantians Linear, the Tai Chi form, usually some Bagua form as well, sometimes some Xing Yi form as well, but the Tai Chi form every day. Um, I tend to use some of the Bagua to get extra sort of stretching stuff as well. Um, I do some Sung training, some specific relaxation inside and out through and through training. I do energy training, specifically chi energy training that from Wei Chi to the chi that's in your bone marrow um, and the ting sensitivity for those things and then being able to get in there with my mind with the E and work with that. Um, Pong Jing, bone marrow washing specifically pretty much every day. Internal spirals through and through. Internal waves through and through. Um, rooting other yi and ting training, and then various shin level practices. And this is in the everyday. So it is both. Um, all right, so I've, I've talked your ear off here. I wanna give the guys on the call here time to ask some questions and, and or, and it doesn't have to be a question. I know that you have your own experiences with this and the internal and the external and things you've worked on and things you've done and seen things you've experienced and found. And I want you to share some of that wisdom um, with our group here. And let's see, Art, you can go first, buddy. Well, one thing I work on in particular is, is stretching because I was very tense um, and had a lot of just 
relaxation I needed to really develop the um, the, the Tai Chi um, fluidity and keep the connection throughout my body. So um, early in my practice, um, I, I start with some Qi Gong and Nei Gong, well, Nei Gong that gets the body moving to help the organs and that gets my uh, muscles going. And, and I uh, from there I do a uh, set of stretching and um, well stretching to just increase the flexibility of my muscles which helps a lot with relaxation and and then when I after I do that I work with various exercises or the Tai Chi form to uh, keep try to keep the extra relaxation stretching I, I developed and that maintains or it helps with um, the connection through my body that uh, everything works as one and energy and, and, and air travels through my body well. Um, and then I also do other physical exercise, uh, which is, for example, a push-ups I do, which I, I um, need to be aware of not over over straining with them because then that will bring up more tension that I need. Yeah. Well that I don't need that I need to do more relax excuse me, relaxation. So I try it's, just to keep I was gonna say it's also good when you're doing those, like when I do mine, I go all the way up as if I was gonna get up off the floor, but I'm still touching the floor. So I'm extended all the way. And then when I go down to the floor, I go all the way down to the floor all the way. And I will actually slow down I'll do them somewhat slow so that I'm not skipping through a range of motion there, but that I'm getting it from the, through the whole range all the way and all the way. So that way I'm getting development. I'm not having like stiffness in one place and another place that's getting some atrophy or not getting worked. Anyways, go ahead. Sorry. Well, I was going to say that that's a good point. And actually when, when I, when I do the pushups, I do, um, well, I, I need to maybe pay more attention to making sure I'm extending fully and um, going all the way to the ground, but but I do them slowly, um, well, at various speeds, but um, steadily, so I, I do work through all the area of, of um, the effort I'm putting out and occasionally stop at a certain point and, and hold that for a little while and trying to keep just enough muscle tension, I guess, to um, maintain my, the position, but not add extra tension. Yeah, no extra. Uh, to avoid. But um, I, I do do that. So that um, gives me a pretty good um, extra physical work. And I, I do some walking and, and add some jogging also. But again, I don't overdo it so I don't um, induce extra tension and, and strain in the muscles. Sure. And after that, I always um, do some more stretching. That, yep. That's basically how I try to incorporate them. That's right. Same. Yeah. I, whenever I get up from the exercises, I then do stretches and all that. While I'm doing the exercises, also, it's not, <laughs> it's I actually work on making sure that all the internal 
qualities that I can bring to bear are happening within the exercise also. I didn't say that before, but that's part of it is that I'm doing the exercise, but I'm breathing and I'm relaxing and I'm aligning and I'm, you know, all the things that I can do so that I'm getting a good internal workout or internal addition to what I'm doing for the external workout. Very good. So, yeah. Okay. Cool. And then the stretching absolutely before and after uh, trying to keep the body as supple as humanly possible. And now a word from our sponsor. Everyone knows if you want to be stronger, you need to lift more weights. But what if that wasn't true? What if you didn't need big muscles to be powerful? In the martial arts, when the masters got older, they had to stay powerful to keep up with all the young fighters, but they couldn't count on their physical muscularity, their muscles and strength like that to do the job. What the old masters discovered became known as internal power. And the truth is, even skinny guys can use internal power to push, pull, and lift more than they could before. My name is Richard Clear, and internal power is what I do. After over 40 years of continuous study and research, I have put the mind over matter secrets of internal power into a unique online course. I made everything extra simple to follow so even beginners can get concrete results fast. In fact, the results are so good that I have a money back guarantee. Find out more about this incredible program at internalpowerkeys.com. That's internalpowerkeys.com. Thank you.